6.09 now, and a new study led by researchers at McGill University finds people who get their news from social media are more likely to have misperceptions about COVID-19. We're joined this morning by Angus Bridgman, PhD candidate in political science at McGill University with all the details. Good morning, Angus. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's dig a little deeper into the study because first off, I mean, aren't most of us on social media or is this specifically people who get all of their news via social media? Yeah, so it's particularly that second category, people who primarily get their news through social media. So that's through links shared by friends and family or just, you know, scrolling through your Facebook or your Twitter feed uh, hour after hour, kind of looking at what's going on in the world. And uh, obviously more easily fooled because there's a whole lot of misinformation all over social media, as we know. And are, so I'm assuming these people then, too, are not taking the time to check their sources and look into this information. They're just taking it as gospel. So what I would say about this is that I think we really should be generous to people on social media. Uh, a lot of these folks are people who are really interested in politics or really interested in the news and they see uh, their consumption of media and maybe their their commenting behavior as well as some sort of uh, civic activism and and you know i think generally that's a good thing one of the challenges is though that because this information is so widespread on these platforms people are repeatedly exposed to misleading claims and over time even sort of educated scientifically literate people slowly become uh, begin to doubt sort of the, the government story and begin to maybe believe in some of the misinformation that's mm. circulating out there. So you, the more you hear it, the more you start to believe it, because if everyone keeps repeating it, there's got to be some truth in it, right? Absolutely. And it's people you trust as well. And we shouldn't forget that these are friends and family members. Uh, people on social media, yes, have large networks, but actually those networks at their core, the people that are interacted with most are those that maybe they know in real life or have some sort of strong social connection to them. We believe and trust those that are close to us. And so mm-hmm. uh, I really, uh, I, I do believe we need to be generous to, 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 to folks who, who have fallen for some misinformation. Oh, sure. It's, I mean, let's face it, it's so easy to be fooled. I think we've all probably, you know, hit share on um, many posts probably because it just seems like it, it must be legit. And, and sometimes it, you can be fooled quite easily. Absolutely. And one of the other parts of this is that the information on particularly COVID-19 is changing often. Uh, the, we are undergoing a, you know, a massive scientific effort to try to discover how it spreads, um, how to contain it, what are, what are safe practices. And these are changing, not day to day, but often enough that it is hard to keep up even for sort of researchers in the field. So it's, it's a particularly challenging issue to, to, to get your information um, correct on. And I mean, we consume so much information on social media, so you can see how it can happen. So let's talk about your uh, your study that you're talking about here, uh, published in Misinformation Review. And researchers did what? You combed through social media, tweets, Facebook posts, all of that. How did it work? Yeah, so uh, the Media Ecosystem Observatory, which sort of produced this study, started tracking online behavior Uh, the information ecosystem back in the run-up to the Canadian federal election. So we had this big infrastructure in place to collect a massive amount of public social media, so Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, Tumblr, Instagram, etc. When uh, COVID-19 news started emerging about that, we sort of shifted our our attention to that. And what we found immediately was that a a massive amount of misinformation was circulating. So what we did for this study is we looked... um, particularly at Twitter here, um, but I can talk a little bit more about how we inferred stuff about other social media platforms. But we shifted towards um, 
Uh, we looked at all the, the misinformation circulating on Twitter. We did some hand classification. So we read thousands of tweets looking for, okay, where where is misinformation being circulated? Um, and then we compared that to traditional media as well. So looking at these the same claims that are circulating on sort of 19 English language publications in Canada. And can you break down some of the results? Was it specifically, were you looking at COVID-19? Yeah, we, so we were looking specifically at COVID-19. So examples of misinformation were uh, the virus is no worse than the flu, no more deadly than the flu. We don't need to be worried about it. It's a global conspiracy, either the government of China, the government of the uh, United States, maybe the government of Canada or Bill Gates has has somehow manufactured this yeah. virus. Um, and then a lot of stuff around home remedies as well. If you take a, a massive amount of vitamin C, you will just be fine. I mean, we all wish that was true, but of course it can't be. There, you know, there's hundreds of thousands of deaths. This is not a, a situation where just a, a tablet of vitamin C will help you. So these are the types of misinformation that we look for. Did, did then you... we evaluated... Uh, no, sorry, go ahead. Uh, then we evaluated misperceptions amongst the large population. We used the nationally representative survey to look at people's misperceptions around the virus and their self-reported media use. And so that's sort of where we made that link between social media news consumption and those misperceptions. Okay, interesting. So were, were there any platforms that were worse than others or that people were more likely to believe what they read on? So... Uh, uh, our ability to talk cross-platform is somewhat limited, but what I can say is that uh, a few platforms were much more strongly associated with it. So Twitter uh, and Facebook were actually a little bit at the lower end, whereas a site like YouTube was at the higher end. So people who get primarily their news from a site like YouTube um, were were more even more prone to misperceptions. Interesting. Uh, and what's really important, what's really important about these misperceptions is it's not just a, a uh, perception that you have, it actually changes your behavior. So the misperceptions are associated with decreased social distancing compliance. So these are people who are, are um, because they have misperceptions, aren't following the recommendations and may inadvertently lead to greater spread of the virus. So potentially leading to a greater public health risk because if you are taking your information and it becomes, and you, you, know, you don't realize that it's misinformation, you obviously don't believe in it, so you're not going to follow the protocols and that puts you and everyone else at risk then in the, in the end. Absolutely. I think uh, you know, epidemiologists will tell you, yes, there's the virus, but there's also the information that circulates around it. Early on in the pandemic, the World Health Organization declared it was an infodemic. And if we think about information in some way as a virus, it spreads, it becomes viral. Um, and yeah, it, it is absolutely part of the equation and, and is a very important piece. I think you need to look no further than the United States and the extent to which the, the virus has devastated that country. Um, and a large part of that is likely due to misperception or is due to misperceptions and lack of social distancing behaviors. What would you say, Angus, was the one thing that really struck you that you were quite surprised by when you looked at the results of, of all this information you, you, you delved into? So one of the things that, that was somewhat hopeful, and, and I always like to, to end on a hopeful note, is uh, that there was a lot of combating misinformation on these platforms as well. So it wasn't just that misinformation was being circulated. It was that a lot of people were saying, hey, wait a second, you know, this is not this is not correct. And so you sort of have this somewhat of an information war where you have people spreading misinformation, but you also have people fact checking or telling their their peers, wait a second, I'm not sure about this source. And so that was that was something heartening to see. Um, the challenge is that that doesn't always stick. And so even if you have somebody who's correcting you for a variety of reasons, your psychological response may not be, oh, OK, let me reflect. It might actually be greater 
entrenched belief. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an interesting discussion for sure, and uh, I think it just is a great reminder that we need to double-check the sources that we're reading before we believe and pass on any further information. Thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. My pleasure. That's Dr. Angus Bridgman, PhD candidate in political science at McGill University. 617 now, and it's time for helicopter traffic for West District by Truman. Come visit the largest concrete-built condos in the city. Heading into downtown this morning, westbound 4th Avenue at Center Street. You're going to see two left lanes are shut down for paving that continues. That'll be in place until 6 o'clock this evening. Uh, overall, though, major routes like McLeod Trail, Edmonton Trail, uh, 14th Street over on the west end, all moving smoothly into downtown. There is still two-way traffic on Center Street just south of the Bow River at 3rd Avenue southeast, though. That may slow you down just a little bit, as well as continued right lane closures at various intersections along 17th Avenue between McLeod Trail and 14th Street for physical distancing. Get 20 times the points this Friday to Sunday at Shoppers Drug Mart when you load your offers with the PC Optimum app. Restrictions apply. See digital coupon for details. For the 770 CHQR Traffic Helicopter, I'm Freddie Howard.